are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to Because You Asked. I'm Barry Nussbaum. We're in the home of Ambassador Ettinger on the outskirts of Jerusalem, Israel. And today we're going to be talking about the cooperation between Israel and the United States, the United States and Israel, and his unique perspective as an ambassador between Israel and the United States. In part one, we're going to talk about the ambassador's opinion based on his experience in Washington as to why the American foreign aid is truly an American investment that's paying huge dividends. So we're here with Ambassador Yoram Ettinger in his home outside of Jerusalem. Thank you for having us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. You have an unbelievable biography, which stretches over several pages. Uh, the part that would be most relevant to our viewers back in the United States is your time as an ambassador from Israel to the United States and your work with the U.S. Congress. Tell us a little bit about, first, what your job was when you were posted in Washington. Well, I was not the ambassador. I was an ambassador at the embassy in charge of our congressional relations. And as such, I spent my entire time in Washington, D.C., on Capitol Hill, between the House and the Senate, focusing especially on the unusual suspects. Namely, I did not spend much time with the staunch pro-Israel legislators or pro-Israel staffers. Most of my time was spent with those who were not uh, known for their staunch support of the country, who were either uh, negative to, towards Israel or were indifferent towards uh, Israel. And my conclusion of the three years uh, in Washington, and since then, since then, uh, 25 more years as I do now, uh, coming to Capitol Hill four or five times a year, my conclusion has been that just like the vast majority of the population in America, so it is on Capitol Hill, there is a very positive population uh, which understands that the nature of U.S.-Israel relations transcend politics. It has to do with culture, it has to do with uh, ideology, it has to do, in fact, with the ethos of uh, America and its relevance to Judaism in general and the Jewish state in particular. So how would you characterize your primary mission when you were an ambassador to the United States? What was your main focus? Well, my main focus was uh, introducing to Americans on Capitol Hill, off Capitol Hill, the reality, uh, which means that Israel does not get foreign aid from the United States. Israel, in fact, is a subject of a very, very successful investment by the U.S. in Israel. The $3.1 billion, which erroneously 
erroneously, is referred to as foreign aid to Israel, in fact produces for the U.S. a rate of return, which is in a staggering manner well beyond 100% on an annual basis. Well, you're talking about a profoundly um, controversial interpretation of what is considered foreign aid, as you probably know. Um, Foreign aid to all countries is always being reviewed by um, the left as an alternative to taking care of people at home. In other words, America has a staggering number of homeless, uh, a huge poverty rate, um, a very large crime rate, and investment at home is, is where some people think foreign aid ought to be spent. So tell me why you have an interpretation of the money that the United States, as you call it, invests here, that is called part of the foreign aid package, uh, is truly an investment that brings back to America more than America sends to Israel. Well, one example is the impact of uh, Israel on the U.S. defense uh, industry. Uh, we use for our own national security hundreds of American uh, national security military systems from sophisticated combat uh, planes to night navigation equipment and everything in uh, between missile, missile launchers, etc. We serve, in fact, as the most effective, cost-effective, battle-tested laboratory for the U.S. defense industry and in the process we share with the American manufacturers on a daily basis lessons learned by the Israeli users in operation, maintenance, and repairs. Those lessons save years of research and development for the American manufacturers. Research and development, we're talking about mega million and sometimes mega billion dollar saving for the Americans. Those lessons that are shared by the Israeli user with the American manufacturer are integrated into the next generation of the products in terms of upgrades to the planes and tanks and our personnel carriers and missile launchers and missiles and different robots, uh, etc. And those upgrades enhance the competitiveness of the American products in the global competition, which means exports are rising because of the U.S.-Israel relation. So and the bottom line is that employment is expanded to a large extent due to the contribution by that battle-tested laboratory, otherwise known as Israel. And I can give uh, a few specific examples. Uh, I visited the, the office of the congressman from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I came in with an idea to introduce three more joint projects in the area of homeland security between the U.S. and Israel. The congressman was a, a very prominent member on the Appropriation Subcommittee on Homeland Security. And the congressman said, Mr. Edinger, no need to say a word, I'm on board because cooperation with Israel bodes very well for my constituents. And I asked him, uh, why are you saying that? And he said, well, five years ago, Israel announced its decision 
to use a robot manufactured by Northrop Grumman plant in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is designed to neutralize explosives. Uh, unfortunately, we are faced with terrorist explosives in Israel and we need such robots. And the congressman said, the minute Israel announced its decision, the effect was that of a AAA store moving into a new shopping mall. Everybody wanted to come to that shopping mall, and namely the whole world said, well, if Israel thinks that this is the best robot, maybe it is the best robot, and therefore, complement of the Israeli acquisition, we increase substantially our exports, but that, said the congressman, only started the positive ripple effect, because every other week, there is a telephone conference between the management of the plant in Chattanooga and the Israeli users who share with the plant their lessons, again, operationally, maintenance and repairs. And according to the plant manager, that has saved the plant between five and ten years of research and development, has further increased exports and therefore introduced much more, much many more employment opportunities for the uh, constituency in that particular congressional district. Uh, I visited the plant which manufactures the F-16 and currently also the F-35 in Fort Worth, uh, Texas, the Lockheed Martin uh, plant. And the plant manager told me that some 700 modifications in the current generation of the F-16 are derivative of the Israeli experience. When I asked him if he could quantify those 700 modifications, for instance, he told me 50% of the cockpit, 75% of the firing uh, control. If he could quantify that in terms of dollars, the response was mega billion dollar bonanza to the, uh, to the manufacturer. One can assume that the manufacturers of the F-15, McDonnell Douglas, in Missouri, benefits in a similar uh, manner. And when you multiply the hundreds of such US military systems, which we use in Israel, you get quite a staggering uh, dollar uh, volume, which only begins to explain why indeed the 3.1 billion dollars, which undoubtedly is a very generous American investment in uh, Israel, which we need critically for our own survival, but it only demonstrates why that is an investment rather than a foreign aid to a party which receives but does not return. So out of, out of the 3.1 billion, for percentages, you've just given a couple of great examples, military applications and the savings that come back to the U.S. How much of that built 3.1 billion is military applications and how much is other uses? Well, there, there are many other uh, forms of Israel returning uh, to, the, uh, to the U.S., both defense, military, and uh, civilian, whether it's agriculture, in general, irrigation, pharmaceutical, and medical, but I would say primarily uh, it is in the area of intelligence. Only in the last few days we heard that uh, it has been the Israeli intelligence which tipped the Americans 
on Russian eavesdropping in the USA. Uh, we're talking about uh, the war on Islamic terrorism. Uh, I visit frequently offices of uh, members of Congress who serve on the Intelligence uh, Committee, and there you hear that it is common knowledge among members of the Intelligence Committee in the House and the Senate that the scope of intelligence received by the U.S. from Israel exceeds that which the U.S. receives from all NATO countries uh, combined. Uh, to put it in a more uh, general uh, term, what is Israel what is Israel saving the U.S. and what is Israel doing for the U.S.? One can go back to the late General Alexander Haig, who was uh, the supreme commander of NATO forces and the U.S. Secretary of State, who happened to have uh, been also one of Israel's foremost supporters in the U.S. And whenever he was asked, how come you're so enthusiastic about collaboration with Israel, he had a standard response. Israel constitutes the largest American aircraft carrier, which doesn't require a single American on board, which cannot be drowned, which is deployed in a most critical area for America's national security and economy. And if there wouldn't have been a Jewish state, in the eastern flank of the Mediterranean, then the U.S. would have to deploy. Few more real military divisions to the Middle East, few more real aircraft carriers to the Indian Ocean and the Mediterranean, all of which would have cost the American taxpayer some 15 or 20 billion dollars annually. That by itself means six to seven hundred percent return on the investment of 3.1 billion dollars. Uh, we're talking about the fact that Israel is a site of some 300 U.S. high-tech giants that operate in Israel. They operate here research and development centers which develop many of their most innovative applications which provide them the edge in the global competition. Those developments in Israel provide multitude of jobs in America. They enhance the balance of payment in America. And again, I'm not suggesting that Israel has any superior position uh, to the U.S., God forbids. We are by far the junior partner, and the U.S. is the senior partner. But again, it's a partnership. It's not a contribution to a needy uh, country. You compare Israel to Japan or Germany or uh, Italy or South Korea or Saudi Arabia. All those countries benefit from American bases and American military personnel. There are some 150,000 American military person stationed throughout the world. Israel does not require a single American base. It's the Israeli Defense Forces which protect Israel. But in the process, we also happen to be a very, very unique beachhead, outpost of American interest in the Middle East. Perfect. Got it. It's been a great talk. I appreciate your time Thank you. so much. Thank you Thanks very much. Thanks for having us in your home.
Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Because You Asked. I'm Barry Nussbaum. You can always reach me at barry at americantruthproject.org or go to our website where you can always sign up to see every important episode and it's always free. Thanks for joining us on Because You Asked. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.